I'm Malia. And I'm Madison. And this is Driveway Moments. Hello, and welcome to an old wives deep tale. <laughs> what? <laughs> an old wives tale deep dive. <laughs> I thought that it made sense, kind of. Oh, that's so funny. Um, Today, if you were a little confused, we're doing an old... A- it's oh a, my gosh. It's a tongue twister. We're doing a deep dive into old wives tales. Yes, and there are so many interesting ones. I found some very interesting information. I literally can't wait to tell you. But one thing I was going to say is I'm not even sure if all of mine are old wives tales. I feel like some of mine might be like superstitions. Mine too. But of. I feel like the old wives tales and superstitions kind of go into like the same category. For sure. But one of the things that I was thinking is I swear there are old wives tales that like, are true in my mind, but once I, once we started talking about them, I could not literally think of a single one. There was an old wives tale that I had heard a million years ago, and it was saying that when you go to sleep at night, if you pull your hair back into the tightest ponytail you can, it like tells your hair to grow because it's being pulled on, mm-hmm. and so it makes your hair grow longer faster. And I remember doing that when I was little because I wanted my hair to be long. Really? Yes, it does not work, and I think it's actually really bad for your hair. For breakage? Yeah. Well, and then it's like, um, it like is too much tension on your scalp, something like that, and it's like not good for your hair. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think it really made a huge difference for me at nine years old, but. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, some of mine. Well, let's just get into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you see a penny on the ground and it's on tails, are you picking it up, yes or no? No, but I don't pick up any pennies. Really? Yeah, I'm not a penny picker ever. Well, <laughs> for me, if if I was going to pick the penny up mm-hmm. and it was on tails, I actually won't pick it up. But if it's on heads, I will pick it up. And it's just something I've done my whole life because it's an old wives tale. Yeah. Do I really believe that I'm going to get bad luck if I pick it up when it's on tails? No. But just like something in me, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. That is so funny. Because it's not like that I believe in it, but I like... But you just do it. Yes, I just do it. But. Okay. So the reason people, like people used to claim that heads up pennies was good luck and the tails was bad luck because it's like good and evil. Okay. So it's like two sides of a coin. Like all the research I did, there's not much of a reason behind it besides people picking up pennies, which is because like copper used to be, people used to believe that like God, like they're gods would rain down copper. And so that's why people would pick up the penny because it was quote unquote good luck because it was from God. Isn't that weird? Oh, that's very interesting. One thing I was going to say though is the cutest story ever. Lady who worked in a little like coffee kiosk. Mm-hmm. So it was just like a single thing in a parking lot. And there was this old man who would walk around the parking lot walking to get his steps in basically. And if he ever found any money on the ground, he would pick it up and say, woohoo. So she would literally like the night before she would go and just throw handfuls of change all over the parking lot just to make him happy because every morning he would walk around and she would see him. So she would put change out, sometimes throw dollars out there and stuff. That's so precious. I feel like I've heard a story similar to that, but it wasn't exactly that. Someone collecting pennies to give to someone on their wedding day. Or didn't your neighbor give Zara a penny? Our neighbor did give Zara a penny. It's the penny with the year, the date, the year she was born. And it came with like this cute little card and it said something like, this penny is shiny and new and hold on to it until the day you say I do. Put it in your shoe for something. Something old, something new, something borrowed, something new. Put a penny in your shoe. 
Oh, I didn't know that. You're so right. Okay, that's exactly what it said. Anyway, but it basically just said keep it for your wedding day. And I was like, that is the cutest thing in the world. Oh, 100%. It's in her baby book. Oh, guys, guess what I'm doing? Two of my friends started dating. So I've been documenting kind of secretly. Hopefully they're not listening. But (laughs) all these interactions, like when I'm with them and they're talking about each other, they know they have been videoed because like I just have my camera going or something like that. And I have, like, screenshots from family group chats, and I'm going to play it for them on their wedding. I don't know if that's, like, meddling and intrusive, but I think they're going to thank me on their wedding day. That is the cutest thing ever. If someone did that for me and had, like, a bunch of, like, not, like, secret videos, but, like, videos that it's not, like, you had them on your phone. Mm -hmm. It's a video of his mom talking, too. It is so cute because she's at my house, and I'm like, hold on, I have to get this. And she's like, you're so dumb. But I'm like, they're going to thank me. Oh my gosh, that's actually the cutest thing in the world. I, I love that. Do that for me. Start secretly. For your next marriage? <laughs> no, for like. I'll do it for something. something. Secretly like your video 30th me. 30th birthday. Yes. Mm-hmm. Secretly video me doing cute things with my kids or my husband and then. Just make the attention about me. Um, Your friends? No, let's bring it back to me. <gasps> Sorry, I'm uh, being dumb. Um, okay, tell me your wife's okay. <clears throat> So my first one is that coffee stunts your growth. Okay. False. It's not true. There's no scientific data or anything that says this. It says that the idea may have come from the misconception that coffee causes osteoporosis. And I actually wasn't 100% sure what osteoporosis was. Is that I, bone? Yes. So it's a condition that is associated with loss of height and be like it's because your bones become weak and brittle Mm -hmm. coffee actually has a lot of health benefits so coffee enhances fat burning and your metabolic rate Mm -hmm. coffee has antioxidants in it this one article i read literally said that the majority of people in western culture get the majority of their antioxidants from coffee that's interesting but fully makes sense because coffee do you know anyone that doesn't drink coffee every morning i know like a you people like very few Mm -hmm. everyone drinks it anyway then coffee it's specifically the caffeine in it it can improve your mood memory energy levels reaction time and other markers of general mental health performance interesting i know i'm like that one it was a little bit interesting to me because i've heard a lot of people when they say if they drink coffee they get anxious Mm -hmm. so i feel like that wouldn't be good for your mental health yeah but i wonder if just like mood memory all of that Mm -hmm. is like but it's probably like an excess of coffee or like too much because normally if you're feeling anxious it's because you're drinking more than you normally do or you're not used to drinking it yes that actually is very true okay side note though this Mm -hmm. is so interesting me and drew went to a naturopathic doctor like maybe a year ago and she told drew that nicotine is actually good for your body and your mental health that is so funny. I've heard I've heard someone say that before. Yeah. They were like, nicotine itself isn't bad for you. Yeah. It's just like caffeine. It, that's exactly what they said. They're like, caffeine is um caffeine is like the most commonly acceptable drug. Like that is so interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think nicotine is supposed to like help your memory and help your brain. Yeah. But not all like the extra stuff they put in it is obviously terrible for you. Yeah. But if you get nicotine in its truest form. <laughs> I don't even know where nicotine's from. I don't either. Interesting. Next deep dive. I was going to say deep dive for a different time. Okay, my next one. one. This one I found so interesting. So, the hair of the dog. Okay. The old wives' tale that if you're hungover, 
you drink more and it will make you feel good. Mm -hmm. And the term was actually hair of the dog that bit you, which was an old folk remedy for when you would get bitten by a dog that had rabies. And it was where you're supposed to place, like, pull a hair from the dog and put it inside your wound, and then it would cure your rabies. So that's what Did they call it. Did that work for anyone? No, and that didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work. That was, like, an old folk thing. Yes. So that's where the, like, saying came from. It was, like, hair of the dog. Like, you drink too much, and then you feel like crap, yeah. so then you just drink more. Yeah. And, which is also very untrue because it just dehydrates you more and puts off the inevitable. There's, like, no cure for a hangover besides, like... Time time is the only cure but i thought it was so interesting that is so interesting i've never like i've heard hair of the dog a million times Me too. but i didn't know that's why i know and there's like breweries called hair of the dog and like i feel like in every single movie ever oh hair of the dog or like old men being like <laughs> no exactly that is so isn't that weird though that is sorry because it makes fell asleep. it's okay <laughs> no but it like makes sense because like you are literally like taking the hair of the dog that bit you no that makes so it's much so sense weird. that is so interesting i know so myth <laughs> okay i actually love that mm-hmm. learn something new i feel like that would be a trivia question that would be. Let's all keep this in our brains for trivia night. Truth. Okay. <clears throat> Finding a double egg yolk in one egg means that you're going to have twins. Obviously, that's false. <laughs> <laughs> but um, one there's like two other meanings that that could mean. One, two other wives' tales. Oh, okay. That go along with that. If you find a double egg yolk in your egg, it can mean that you're going to have good luck and there's new beginnings in your future. I've actually heard that one. Really? Mm -hmm. I had not. And then a different one is that someone close to you is going to die. (gasps) I know. Isn't that awful? I'm like, it's just so opposite, too. Like, you're going to have twins, new life, new beginnings, good luck, or someone's going to die. Okay, but let me just tell you, any old wives' tale, I don't really believe in any. But when it's Mm -hmm. about someone dying, I'm like, what if it's true? You're like, oh, no, Drew, you can't go to work today. I just literally, I'm like, where is he? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I just got a double egg, like, recently, and it grossed me out so bad I couldn't eat it. Oh, that's so interesting. Well, listen to this. So, good thing I didn't <clears> eat <throat> it. Maybe something bad would happen. <laughs> One in every 1,000 eggs has a double yolk. That's not that many. No, that's very, very common. One in every 25 million have three. Have you? I've never heard of anyone getting a triple egg. Me neither. Triple yolk. I've never heard of it. But apparently the fact on that is one in every 25 million. Okay, well, that's, then it, imagine how often you buy a thousand eggs, though. If you buy a carton every week, you're likely to get mm-hmm. one double yolk. That makes sense. And when you get it, you choose what to believe. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. So I started doing some research on it because I'm like, that is so weird. So, like, if that egg were to be fertilized and there was two yolks in it, mm-hmm. most of the time one of the yolk will take all like the nutrients and everything and then only one one chick is hatched Mm -hmm. but it can definitely happen where in one egg there'll be two yolks and both of the yolks can form into chicks and two chicks can be hatched from one egg that is interesting i know very interesting I i was i literally went i now know how eggs are formed how well so there's different um i think there's like different little sections in the chickens like what's it called reproductive area Mm -hmm. and so there's like an ovum where it's formed then it goes down into i think shoot now you put me on the spot i can't remember 
But anyway, it's just really interesting. It like goes down into different areas and then like it gets a shell on it. And there's literally a thing where a chicken egg can have two shells. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, that also grosses me out. Yeah, or it can have no shell. That also grosses me out. And like depending on what the chicken is eating, if their diet is high enough in calcium, their, their eggshells can be super weak or super strong. They can have like weird little bumps on them. Have you ever seen that before? Mm-mm. You've never seen that before? I actually, I've weird noticed it all the, the time. Eggs. Yeah, just like a lot of times eggs. Oh, where they're not fully smooth? Yeah, they're not yeah. fully smooth. They'll have like little tiny bumps. Mm-hmm. That is an excess of calcium or something. So I don't know, know why. That makes me feel gross. Have you seen a chicken hatch an, or birth an egg? No. <laughs> I was repulsed when the first time I saw it. It's I was really, like, what? It's so weird that it's like a hard egg, though. That's what grosses me out. Like a Do hard egg that can be cracked. Do you think it hurts them? What's it called if they have an egg? Birth? Lay. Lay. <laughs> Many chickens don't appear to be in pain while laying eggs, but some chickens, particularly young chickens, and those laying very large eggs, do so show signs of pain. <gasps> These signs include wheezing, gasping. <laughs> Not me becoming vegan. No. <laughs> that is so crazy. I did not know that. When did you see a chicken lay an egg? Like it, with your own eyes? No, it was on Instagram. People were like, it's, you know, people need to know where their food comes from. It's yeah. very normal to like, it was, it was like a farm life page. I think I follow them now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do very love seeing where the food comes from mm-hmm. sometimes. That's very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well. Oh, also really quickly. Yeah. Did you know that when um, hens first start laying eggs, they are really tiny, and I think they're called pellets, and they're like little teeny tiny eggs, and sometimes those eggs don't have yolk. I don't know why that makes me feel ill. (laughs) Tell me how many times you've heard this in your life. This bothers me because Drew says it all the time to me, and I'm like, bro, stop. Swimming after eating will give you cramps, so you need to wait 30 minutes. Oh, all the time. I feel like I've heard that a million billion times. And I remember telling kids that, like my own children. Really? What? Yeah, we were like at the pool and we had just eaten and I didn't feel like going out there. I was like, we have to wait a little bit. You're going to get a bellyache. <laughs> but- well, false. Because this is the like reasoning behind why people say that. Okay. Is after you eat, extra blood gets pumped to your stomach mm-hmm. to like aid in digestion mm-hmm. and people thought somehow that swimming would like take blood flow away from your arms and your legs since more is going into your stomach and it does like a tiny tiny bit but they were thinking it would go all the way out of your limbs where you wouldn't be able to swim and then you'd be getting extreme cramps and then you would drown oh my god very untrue you can get minor cramps but nothing that would ever make you drown like potentially a minor cramp but that's oh, all that is so interesting I know, isn't it? That's actually really interesting. I thought that was like complete wives' tale, like no truth to it at all. Yeah. So like slightly, slightly true, but. But nothing compared to what they originally yes. thought. That is interesting. That's okay. the theory. <laughs> I feel like I have. We had a pool and we would go swimming. We would eat while we were swimming. I know. I was actually, when I was doing this one, I remember eating like watermelon and bacon ranch with carrots that your mom would bring out <laughs> that's so funny that's funny i remember eating little goldfish crackers and pickles <laughs> yeah. really gross and anyway. the sunshine everything tastes good though it's so true it oh it's that's so my true. old wife's tale <laughs> i think that one's true okay <clears throat> this is my last one it says peeing on a jellyfish sting or a sea urchin sting helps so 
the internet says no. But I've been in a I situation. I, I've been in a situation where someone got stung. We were in Hawaii and we literally panicked and went and got some employees at the resort. <laughs> and they came out. They were like these older Hawaiian men. And they were like, oh, yep. And they came with a bottle of vinegar, literally doused her entire leg and foot in vinegar, like put towels with vinegar on, all over her leg. Anyway, they were like, oh, yeah, if this ever happens again, just pee on it. Old wives tale. Okay, here's my thought is placebo. Oh, okay. Well, so I started doing some research on what you're actually supposed to do in mm-hmm. these situations. And for jellyfish stings, it says soak it in vinegar. But it says it's best to rinse the sting with vinegar. Vinegar is a weak acid and it might keep the stingers from firing. Ew. And then it says do not rinse with fresh water because that makes the stingers fire. It says rinsing with seawater prevents stingers from releasing any more venom. Maybe and it's I like think that's salty. what firing means. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm like, I feel like pee would do the same thing. I don't know. Then with sea urchins, it says sea urchins. So when you get stung by a sea urchin, it's like the little spine, like the pokey spine. And normally it will break off in your foot. Mm-hmm. So you have to immediately remove the stinger or it's not a stinger. It's a spine. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I wrote stinger in here. Immediately remove the spine and then you can soak your foot in vinegar and the vinegar is believed to dissolve any spine that's left in your foot. But, and then it says says just put a wet vinegar compress that's warm will help and then soaking in hot water helps relieve pain. I've never. Well, so pee is warm. I know. I'm like, boom, boom, boom. You got all your things. Yeah, it has all of these characteristics. It's hot. Like, what else do you need? I don't know. I just remember when we were in Hawaii and they said that. And I literally was like, yes, I believe you 100%. There was no doubt. I don't know. I feel like it's in movies and shows all the time. So I don't think like I actually want to do that. But I feel like in so any show. In any show or TV show that they go to the beach or they whatever, that's the thing that happens. And so I feel like you were made to think like, okay, if we go to the beach, I will pee on you if I need to. Yeah. Like, that's I'm going to be like a true it. friend and, you know. That's more like it. I'm going to cut like, that beginning part. I feel like TV made us believe that. For okay, sure. There is so many things that TV made me believe. Like what? Just like. Ooh, that should be our next deep dive. And we'll ask you guys. I don't care what the research says. I fully, fully believe this. And I will never do this because of how deeply I believe it. Oh. Shaving makes your hair grow back thicker, just like plucking. Okay, that's the old dog tale. Okay. But supposedly from the Mayo <clears throat> Clinic, just like plucking, shaving has no impact on the thickness of your hair. It's because shaving cuts the hair at a blunt, blunt angle that makes it feel and look thicker and more noticeable. But it's really just growing back healthy. I 100 million billion percent agree with the truth. <laughs> because there is no way. That your hair, like when I was in beauty school, we talked about this because you have a hair follicle and it grows inside or like you, you can say what you were going to say. I'm going to Google I'm what really this is I'm really confused at what you're saying, but all I was going to say is like, I know for a fact, I started waxing my mustache when I was like 12 mm-hmm. and I heavily regret that. I think about it all the time. I'm like, why didn't I just let it grow? Or, like, when you start shaving your legs. When you first start shaving your legs, you have, like, soft hair. Mm-hmm. But it could be hormonal, too. No. 
Okay. What I'm trying to say is when your hair grows out of your scalp Mm -hmm. or your lips or wherever else, it is coming out of like there's a little like spot where it comes out of and that is not changing. Like the size of it, you mean? Yeah, the size of it is not changing. So it literally physically cannot grow thicker. They, th- they taught us that in beauty school. Like they showed us all the diagrams of where hair comes out, like how it looks. Because there's like a little. I can... Okay, but what about every hair care? Like Bosley. Saying get thicker hair, get longer, thicker, shinier hair. Hair, skin, and nails pills when you have thick, like when you're very unhealthy so... and you have brittle thin hair but that's because you're unhealthy True. so if you are at your health like if you are healthy your hair is going to grow healthy if you're being unhealthy your hair isn't going to be strong and shiny it's going to be weak and brittle but that doesn't have anything to do with with it that's not like the hair follicle where the hair is growing out of your head isn't changing it's just what's being put in your body so what's coming out is changing okay question what about how they say you should cut your hair so it grows back that is only because at the ends of your hair, it's very damaged, and so it breaks off. And so if you're trimming it regularly, it keeps the ends of your hair healthy. So you're not having, like, this down here is very old. It's like mm-hmm. elderly hair. This is what they taught us. So think of this as an elderly person. You have to be very gentle with old people. Be <laughs> nice to them. Like, young people are a lot more resilient. And so if you're going to, like, curl your hair, you start curling it from the top. And then when wow. you, like... And with, like, you put less heat on the bottom of your hair because it's brittle and weak. Anyway, with the brittle and weak hair, it's going to break off. So if you just keep trimming that brittle hair, then it's going to be healthier and then it won't break off. Okay. Well, if you guys have any suggestions for what you want to hear us deep dive into, we want to know. Let us know. But I really think that our next deep dive is going to be things that TV thought that you were going to need to be prepared for. Yeah. Or that should even just be an episode, honestly. I know, but I just want, yeah. It should well, be. Ugh. Ugh. Go to our Instagram and answer, though. Yes. Literally. I'm excited. Me too. Okay. Well, we love you guys. We will see you on Friday and enjoy your Tuesday. Enjoy. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.